Yo, 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 welcome to Crate 808. And today we have two very special guests on board. It's the duo that goes beast mode. It's wrong how they delete foes while you ponder their deep flows. Fuck jewels, their souls glow bright enough. And fuck whips, these guys learn more when they ride the bus. They're trying to make fans go bonkers from London to the youngest in Yonkers. They're the SoCal residential lyrical monsters. You've been enjoying the way they make noise as they play with their NPC toys. It's the split Gifted, gifted with the flow to be specific. Blue is in the house and the man with a four track mind. We've got Exile in the hot seat too. How are you doing, man? Yeah. <laughs> that was that was a dope intro, man. <laughs> That's why I'm here, man. That's that why I'm here. Awesome, man. <laughs> <laughs> How are you guys doing, man? You guys good? Good, man. Yeah, can't yes, complain. Yes. Yes, Exile's out in the wild right now. You're out there. Tell us where you're at right now, bud. Ah, uh, man, I'm just at, I'm just at the park right now. The beach is right over around the corner. About ready to jump in. <laughs> nice, nice. Well, I'll kick it off how I kick off all our episodes, man. What is the least hip hop thing you guys have done in the last 24 hours? Twenty four hours. Mm -hmm. I was I was sleeping. I rode, I rode electric bikes with my old homie and his son, and. Uh, Rode along the beach and then jumped in the ocean. Do you know what? I've not seen yeah. enough hip hop videos with electric bikes in them. So yeah. <laughs> I, th I think you're winning. And Blue went to bed. Blue was asleep. Yeah, which I, I was love. sleeping. You know what I mean? Should be sleeping in hip hop. Cousin no of death. Sleeping. I've heard it's the cousin, cousin of, of death. Man, <laughs> <laughs> it's so nice to have you guys on, man. I know we missed you when you dropped the miles. When you dropped miles, man, and I, I now have you on. It's been about a year, just over a year since it's come out. I was wondering for you guys, how do you feel about that record now, and has it changed really from how you felt when you kind of completed it? Well, when we completed it, man, yeah, I was. Uh, honored to hear how everybody uh reserved it as almost an instant classic and uh yeah we put a lot of hard work into it and we weren't sure how it'd be perceived and it was perceived well and uh yeah you know i've i've listened to it to so many times i can't listen to it right now and i've heard it too many times but uh i yeah. love it i love it <laughs> but uh yeah you know there, there always comes the time when you you listen to it again and and able able to enjoy it again as a uh an artist on the album you know how about you blue I, I would say when it came out it was it was um one of my strongest records and uh to this day i believe and in the future i believe it's gonna stand as one of my strongest records yeah i was thinking this when i was listening to it right because you guys had the classic this classic right here when that came out it didn't feel <laughs> like a long time when people started calling it a classic maybe it was my backpacker circles and then we were fiending for a bit of this but i remember when that came out there wasn't a long time period when people started calling it a classic for you guys do you have any thoughts on that like you know when miles has been out it's been out a year now i have played it a lot but generally do you think there's a time limit when you call something a classic or could you say it the next week? No, it could definitely be like later down the line. Like I've slept on records and just like didn't know how great they were until like a year later. Some of my favorite artists, I can't mention the records because I'll embarrass myself, but definitely I've, I've slept on a few records that are that are uh, very great albums, you know? I think the term does get thrown around a little bit more loosely, especially in the mainstream because people just want to ride motherfuckers' dicks or whatever. But I think in this case, it's the rare exception where it, it actually was a classic. <laughs> 
<laughs> I feel you. I feel you. I think that term does get released. People don't need to blow smoke up our ass. You know, we're just uh, somewhat of an underground group, so to speak. So, you know, I, I feel like if someone's to revere our album as a classic, I feel like it's it, 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 it's a little bit more truthful. Mm, I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. It's interesting when I've followed, well, I mean, we've all followed your careers for going on like you know over a decade now right so when you see people who are constantly pushing in all your solo stuff to you know when you when you have combined and done stuff i still see i can't believe the evolution when i hear the feeling roots of blue i think that might be some of the best stuff you've ever done and it's just so heartening mm. as a fan man to see that still being dropped for you guys those two cuts how do you feel on those now and can you give me a bit of process about what you were thinking when you were making those two cuts in particular for the feeling the feeling was like um i was going through a lot at the time i wasn't expressing myself you know i was uh trying to avoid what was going on really and uh exile came to me and he said man i think you should really talk about what's going on you know what i mean and uh let it out you know we had that that track and that was the perfect track to do it to man for roots of blue roots of blue is like it's something I've always wanted to do. You know what I mean? I've always like searched for the knowledge and I've always wondered, you know, what makes like, you know, an MC like ill. And to me, it was always the knowledge. And for me, it was uh, doing this song, man, was like, I couldn't, I couldn't put down everyone's deeds. So I just put their names, you know what I mean? And that stood almost stronger you know what i mean than me trying to to list their accomplishments you know what i mean yeah it would have taken forever you know what i mean <laughs> but, the name uh, is powerful they're powerful man they carry weight yeah definitely man those are the five percenters man that are guiding us through you know absolutely because that tr those tracks well a lot of these tracks there's so many shades on this album man you can go from one way to another and it's a spectrum of feelings the scale of this is like so epic it must be impressive to see you even just sit down and try to tackle something so epic in scale or maybe that unraveled but i, I naturally thought of raz Kaz's nature of the threat you know when you hear something so epic mm. you're like how have yeah. you even started writing that that's the same <laughs> i felt when when i heard that and i was like oh yeah, wow how's but even musically exile yourself like the sampling man both <laughs> it's just serious you ain't ever been blue the end of that the outro of that track might be my favorite bit on the whole album just the sampling I was wondering for you guys, how, you must find so much enjoyment just going out there and digging, right? Yeah, actually, that uh, that the beat switch up was the first beat I made, right? Okay. Uh, Blue brought me that sample and he said he wanted to make a song out of it. And so that was the first beat I made. I don't know. I, I feel like I could be wrong. Correct, correct me if I'm wrong, Blue, but I think Blue wanted also like for me to draw on the other part of the sample also so he I could use like the the blue vocal samples where it says blue and mm -hmm. so then i made that beat as well and it just kind of uh then blue just started writing right on the spot you know i was making the beat blue started writing and then a lot of the times actually when blue writes i'm like well i don't got nothing to do so i'll start writing too <laughs> and this was just one of the cases where it fit in and it kind of was in a way paying homage to uh uh i am blue from below the heavens in a way uh because i i, I rapped on the uh that song as well when it was like about blue and so i love that the callbacks it's all cyclical it's beautiful bud beautiful 
Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the Crate 808 Podcast Patreon. My name's Camby Thandy, and this show is all about 90s hip-hop. Be it interviews with icons like DJ Premier, DJ Muggs, Prince Paul, Black Thought, or who had the best three-album run of 90s rap, or just rediscovering some of the classic cuts that came out in that generation, we've got you. This is a show for all the rap nerds, all the nostalgia heads, just to go back and enjoy that amazing moment in music. So with your support on Patreon, we hope to make more live, engaging hip-hop content for you guys, where you can join me and the Crate 808 squad on some live hangouts. We're going to go into some wide-ranging episodes, delving into the work of the Wu-Tang Clan, MF Doom and Jay Diller. So get it locked if you want that new granular look at hip-hop. So go to our payment tiers on Patreon. We've got a different few selections on there for you, and you can get up to two new episodes a month, as well as joining us, you know, just to nerd out. Nerd out over old rap, new rap, whatever rap you want. So big up yourselves. If you choose to support us, thank you so much. I will give you a personalised shout-out on the show, and we shall catch you in one of these live rooms, and let's get this community going. So spread the word. Much love for your time, and peace out. Boom. Because when I hear that, and I know I've heard that you guys, Blue, you're quite yeah. close to the production. You guys do go digging, which I've loved to learn more and more because I'm not a digger. I was re-watching, do you remember the documentary Scratch? It was all like DJs and scratching and DJ Shadows in there. He goes and finds a hall of just records underneath his record store where he just mines it for years. I was wondering for you guys, do you have any favorite haunts? Have you ever come across like some massive wow. hall? Uh, Yeah, you know... <laughs> I help out my buddy with his record shop, the record box in Long Beach and definitely come across some massive halls and have to like uh, cherry pick for sure. But I'm definitely not the type of guy to, to, to pay full price for like the holy grails of, of, of digging and whatnot. You I know, feel I'm definitely a, a cheap shopper and also like the, uh, the challenge of uh, chopping up cheap vinyl too, you know, but you know. Of course, I, I do find the grails as well. Has there ever been like a certain country that you really are attracted to them? Because there's Sudanese stuff on here. There's loads of different elements on this album. Is there any country that you've been kind of vibing with more recently or that you think is a bit more untapped you can go in? Maybe I shouldn't say that actually because there might be other people who might want to jump on that. I mean, I love I love digging in other countries. That's that's like the best, my, my favorite type of digging because you can just find places you never even knew about and uh, feel like you're the only cat, you know, that that's finding these records. I love I love digging in Germany, in France, uh, Africa, South Africa. I love I love finding little hole in the wall spots and even like uh, antique shops that will have like all kinds of old antique stuff. And then in the basement, yeah, love there will be just like a loads of vinyl. You to learn about it and poland is really dope for digging too okay man so interesting seeing the whole vastness of it and where it all goes diaspora another big thing on this whole album is that and yeah i just love it i was going to ask you about just one of the most memorable figures jacinto Rhines. i hope i haven't ruined his name but explain to me that relationship how he got involved what he brings for you guys uh blue has a, a great um, jacinto jacinto is the elder on the album he represents like, you know, where we're trying to take it. Mm. And uh, I met Jacinto. He had a soul food shop in uh, in South Central and I ordered some food from him. 
And uh, it took about an hour to get there. And I finally got the food. He said, do you need a ride back to uh, your studio? And I said, no, nah, it's right across the street. And he was like, no, nah, I'll give you a ride. And I said, okay. So I, I sat in his back seat and I saw a book and I picked up the book. I was like, oh, somebody gave me this book. And he was like, oh, I wrote that book. And I was like, no way, man. You know what I mean? It was a book on poetry. It was just all poetry. Damn. And um, he started to recite the poetry to me, man. And it was amazing. And it just so happened that the first piece he recited to me was the piece, The Filling. And we had just done a song called The Filling. So I felt it was a divine intervention right there going on. You know what I mean? And uh, that's how I met Jacinto, you know? And uh, we got him on a joint and then he blessed us with Roots of Blue and it really just blew my mind, man. That wasn't even in the book. Roots of Blue wasn't even in the book. He has like, he said he has over five hours of poetry on his dome. You know what I mean? This dude is like Whoa. amazing, man. <laughs> that is mad are you guys thinking of working again together or or is there any any other projects that you could be written or whatever is there anything in the works i'm trying to find him again actually oh, you know damn. what i mean yeah I, I i um he doesn't work at the or he isn't running the soul food shop anymore so i haven't been able to find him that's how i was able to reach him before so now i'm just hoping he'll resurface again man it's so mysterious but again on the yeah. album just indelible man just stays in your head afterwards just his little vocals and yeah serious man when you were making that roots of blue then how did you even start that like process did you have the beat first was it the lyric did you have an idea of mapping out what you wanted to do um it was the beat i had the beat first i kind of had the the roots feel i wanted to tell the story of my roots on that beat it just so happened i just started way back you know and then and and brought it to like you know current day but and it, it helped the album a lot because it told the story of of our past miles you know what i mean mm. and it and a song like dear lord is expressing our future miles so just to keep the the miles just letting people know we're coming from all all different miles you know what i mean yeah that's deep man hearing you guys working together over all these years and it evolving and getting just more and more mature i don't know if that's the word but there's a depth to it always when you drop stuff i was wondering with you guys is there any music you two maybe don't see eye, eye to eye on a little bit or do you both just love all genres um we did a trap album <laughs> i was feeling it but exile was like i think it's a little too out of our uh, element you know what i mean Okay, and I I feel where he was coming from. It was a a stretch. It was experimental. You know what I'm saying. But uh, for the most part, I would say we're on the same page. What you ex? What are you thinking? No, no to the trap. No trap. Oh, uh, you know, yeah, you know, I was just I want to help draw on the best artistry of Blue and and the best artistry of Blue and Exile. And uh, yeah, you know, I I make some trap beats. You know, it's it's fun. You know, it's I mean, but it, you know, it, I, I was a big Miami bass fan. You know, and I just mm. kind of see evolution of that. And I think it's great. I just think definitely there needs to be some balance. That's a job that blue and exile should take on is help create the balance in hip-hop music and not just give in to it you know mm -hmm. not that that's what we were doing you know because we you know of course we want to experiment with you know the way music changes and but i just think it wasn't it just wasn't answering the call yeah mm. but there's different ways we could experiment with that and have it uh be more for our fans yeah as a duo then do you feel i don't know if this is the right word 
the word isn't duty. Maybe it's responsibility. Do you feel any of that weight at all? Or are you just doing you? Is that anything conscious for you? Or is it just who you are? Yeah, I would say it is It is a conscious effort. You know what I mean? It's us putting, you know, thinking before we move. You know what I mean? Mm. And putting thought into what we do, really. Yeah, I definitely, like, will sit down and, like, write out, like, my intention of, like, artistry and like even the types of albums i want to make and just to kind of uh give myself some sort of uh divine guidance to make sure that we're we're making something to connect to the human spirit in in a way that's uh in a way that's uplifting in a way that's um positive you know without you know and i've also even written down like to try to do that in a way you know that wouldn't that would be extremely artful it won't be like corny or preachy or whatever and um i know that's mainly up to blue but definitely we conversate and and just to kind of be on the same page of uh the songs that get created yo what up y'all this is dj Premier, and you're checking out the crate 808 podcast hey yo 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 this is your boy foul march and right now you are rocking live with the crate 808 podcast yo what's up this is del the funky homo sapien down with hieroglyphics the funk pimp come on here for some good shit yes yes you're rocking with the best this is the one and only just blaze right now you're checking out the crate 808 podcast this is open mic equal and you are currently rocking with the crate 808 podcast yo peace and love to this homeboy sandman and you're rocking with the crate 808 podcast it's the place to be so good for you hey what's happening this is Trevor Nelson your R&B ambassador talking all things R&B and hip hop on the Crate 808 podcast hey yo yo check it out Mr. Rapper Big Pooh and I need you 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 and you to make sure you check out this week's episode of the Crate 808 podcast tell everybody the rapper says so Oh, that's just just fascinating how you do tackle it that way because I don't know. Did you ever feel like when Below the Heavens came out, two thousand and seven ish, right? Was there any pressure on you guys like to keep that going, to keep because you guys branched off and did your own thing? But did you ever feel that pressure? Is that pressure still there? It doesn't feel like um, pressure. I don't know. I'll, I'll let Blue speak on that. Well, when we when we created Below the Heavens, we were trying to make something really dope. That was as much pressure as we had. After that there was pressure to top the record, but I feel we were so diverse. You know, we had so much to say in different ways that it kind of washed away the pressure. It just showed people that we're not one dimensional, really. You Mm. know what I mean? We're not going to do the same thing again, you know? Yeah. Do people still fuck up your names on flyers? (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) <laughs> right okay good because it's been a while because <laughs> i remember hearing that again the other day i was like man that must be so annoying just seeing that e and you're like no yeah, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go uh, i had to ask you man <laughs> but uh, just on a side thing just had to say actually before damu the fungibunk when you brought that out in 2019 by the way yeah that record is still one of my most played re- i love that record so if there's anything you can tell me if there's any more of that coming out or if you have any thoughts on that record now looking back on it exile what do you think to that record man yeah i thought it was dope man i thought it was dope what are you saying yeah damo really killed that record man that record was uh it was actually done to different beats and damo remixed the whole project and mm. brought it together as one yeah. and um you will never be able to tell you know what i mean it just has such a consistent sound sequence you know what i mean yeah it's really dope it's really dope. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. I mean, you've done that. You've done Oh No, Exile. You've been bringing your stuff out as well. I mean, 
is there a natural next step for you guys now do you think do you guys even map it out or do you just go with because this feels like a very 2020 the energy of miles is very 2016 to 2020 to me then four years have just been chaos and you've kind of made it enlightening and also you know really hit hard is the next step anything to do with that how are you feeling for the next part of the journey man i'm excited about it man um i think we, we're already gearing up for it you know what i mean we've been working we got heat man you know what i mean we could drop tomorrow really <laughs> okay <laughs> you know okay we've been working nonstop uh during the pandemic and it made the pandemic a joy it was dope man uh, i'm definitely excited for what we have coming up is there any off cuts from miles is there anything i heard you made so many tracks for miles so there is some yes we're gonna yep. get gonna get any of them see the light of day or not i'm i'm more focused on the new stuff but um yeah. if i can figure out a way i would i wouldn't be mind dropping it but i wouldn't want it to count as one of our albums you know what i mean mm -hmm. yeah if there's a way it, but wicked well either way the next the drops are always consistent and of high quality so always here for it man i just wanted to jump in then a little bit on some questions i just wanted to ask you guys as you're on and i've heard over the rumors i thought you know you're on now so i want to actually ask you exile for you my man i know you both love krs1 i know you both had work with krs1 it's a 90s podcast so obviously krs kind of is a big shadow over most of that first of all exile can you tell me about daydreaming and djing KRS when you thought you could Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when I was a kid just DJing in my room, like learning how to scratch literally by turning a speaker on and off, you know, with a speaker button mm -hmm. and like a boombox playing the beats. I literally learned how to scratch by with my thumb as the as a transformer button, but it's a speaker button. So it'd be like <laughs> with a speaker button. And I learned how to cut really well like that. And um I, uh, you know, as a little kid, just had have these fantasies in my my mind, and I would play them out. And one of them was uh, I was at a, a Boogie Down Productions concert, and I was watching KRS, and he's like, "Yo, Kenny Parker couldn't make it. Is there any any DJs out there who you know who are dope who could come up and DJ for me?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Yes, I can do that for you, KRS." <laughs> and so in my mind, I climb up on stage, and he's like, "Okay, man. Well, let's see what you got." And then I start scratching and getting busy, but it's like it's me in my room that like pumped me up to one of like good scratches for KRS One, you know. So in my mind, I'm on stage with KRS One, but I'm really in my room just cutting it. And uh, so crazy, man! Like I don't know, like maybe like 15 years later or more, uh, me and Blue meet KRS One. He invites us to a show. Someone came up to me and was like, "Yo, KRS One's DJ couldn't make it. Can you DJ?" <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? So I go on stage to DJ for Karis one to fulfill this 15 year old fantasy, you know, bring it to real life. The DJ did come back, but stood on stage with Karis one and he shouted out my name in a freestyle. So that's good enough for me. Yes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> now that is goals. That is just meeting them goals, man. Good work. I love that. Blue, for yourself, have you ever had one of them pinch myself moments? One of them moments that Exile's talking about. Have you Have you had any of those? Many yeah, of those? I would say my moment was, uh, I actually performed with KRS-One. Damn. And uh, KRS-One is my favorite MC, you know what I mean? Mm. So, like, for me, it's, it's, it's one of the biggest accomplishments for me even to this day. You know what I mean? Was performing with Karis One. He he had a show in L.A. and he brought me out on stage when he came out on stage. 
And he was like, let's just freestyle. And we just freestyle back and forth. You know what I mean? Amazing. It was pretty amazing, bro. That you is know, amazing. Busy B was up there doing hype uh, ad-libs. And Grandmaster Kaz was DJing. Oh, man. That you is so I mean? sick. Damn. Living the dream, man. When I've seen KRS, yeah. and I've seen him at lectures, I've seen him at gigs, and he never seems to switch off. Like, he seems, to, that is him. He's just that. I don't know how he was for you after oh, yeah. backstage and that. How was he? It was super dope, man. We even did a song. We did a song called Cool Hurt. Mm. You know what I mean? He would, uh, he told us like dope stories. Man, it was, it was, it was an honor, man. It was Wicked. definitely an honor. Yeah, yeah. He definitely like, it was amazing to see him uh, just in front of us, like, yeah, speaking to us and, and schooling us, man. Like, he doesn't turn it off. He's always on. He's always he's always ready to uh, kick his knowledge. <laughs> oh, man, that's so good. Just going back, I know this is a, not a nostalgia, and nostalgia can be healthy, and it can also not be healthy. This is a podcast that's Why kind of that? steeped in nostalgia, <laughs> right? So, I don't know, I had to ask you a bit more on that, because I was like, 2007, when Below the Heavens came out, by the way. is What do you miss from that time? And is there stuff you don't miss from that time? I miss being young, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> I being like, I mean, I'm still young, but you know, it's it's a real, you know, the 20s is a, is a trip, man. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And uh, that's pretty much what I miss the most, though. You know, yeah. I wish I could I could stay there. You know what I mean? Or rewind time I, at least. You know what I mean? Yeah. Go back when I want to. I, I miss there not being Instagram and social media. I miss. Uh, just being able to like, yeah, I mean, I guess there was the internet, but it was more like chat rooms. So it was just mm. the beginning. It was, you know, I mean, before that, there's more stuff that I miss, like there not being any internet and me standing out in front of clubs and passing fools tapes yeah. and tape dubbing was the, how you went viral when some cats would just dub your tapes because, you know, they had the hot shit. I, I, I miss that aspect. I miss you having to hit the stage or come out with some dope shit and it just be a little bit more organic than just how saturated it is now with social media. And also I miss the originality that can come, that came from there not being social media nowadays, especially with likes and follows, you can see what's hot. So people are going to emulate what's the hottest. And what do you have? You have everybody, everybody trying to sound the same because they know what sells. You have less and less really good cooked meals because only people with good taste, you know, go out and search those really good meals where, you know, the uh, other masses are just eating what's pumped to them, you know, like McDonald's. You know, mm. I, I don't know if that analogy hits, but uh, it's yeah. It's making me hungry. Blue, blue, the analogy is making blue. me hungry. <laughs> blue, blue and exile is a gourmet meal. You know what I'm saying? I know. That's exactly <laughs> Michelin stars, people. Michelin stars. Hey, guys. This is Jerobi from A Tribe Called Quest. You're listening to The Crate 808 Podcast. Yo, yo, what's up, man? It's your man, Elzai, and you're rocking with The Crate 808 Podcast. You know what I'm saying? Where you can check out, you know, artists like me. Hey, it's Steve Rifkin from Loud Records. You're rocking with The Crate 808 Podcast. Spread the word. These guys are dope. The questions they ask in the interview is amazing. Enjoy yourself. Be safe and be healthy. One, two, one, two. You know what it is. This is your man, S-K-Y-Z-O-O, -O, Sky Zoo, live out the borough. And this is The Crate 808 Podcast. Make sure you subscribe, rate, review, 
And most importantly, share that love and put your peoples on. Peace and light. This is Sir Rock rocking with Crate 808 Podcast. And you want to check out everything hip hop on Crate808.com. Yo, this is Juggernaut, Nottingham City, NG area. You're rocking with the Crate 808 Podcast. Make sure you keep it locked in. There's so many gems drop. Crate808.com. Hey, yo, this is the one and only R.A., the rugged man. And I'm rocking with the Crate 808 Podcast with my man Cam. Yeah. So, before I get into the 90s chat, one thing, such a vast canon of work you guys have got. Are there any certain tracks people always want to talk to you about? Dancing in the Rain gets a lot of love. Okay. Dancing in the Rain gets a lot of love. Cold-hearted, bro. Cold-hearted. Everybody wants cold-hearted. Oh, cold-hearted. Mm-hmm. Okay. Blow the Heavens gets a lot of love, man. In your and opinion, then also Roots of Blue. Yeah, wicked. That's I love that. I, I want people to talk about that. That's not your normal song. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And comparing it to American Dream, you hear American Dream and that together, and you're like, "What is? What are these guys on?" You know what I mean? Like, it's amazing. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, I've lost my words sometimes, so I just go to that. But going into a bit of nineties before we finish off, guys, we've got we've done a lot of different episodes and series on stuff, and a few things I wanted to ask you. One, are there any albums from that decade? that you think deserve a lot more love, that don't get enough love? Hmm, that doesn't get love? Freestyle Fellowship, to whom we make, uh, to, to whom we make concern, and mm. Inner City Griots. Inner City Griots. I was listening to that the other day, man. AC Alone as well, on, on the album. That was Ice good. Cube put out a group called Caution in 95. I was just listening to their tape the other day, like, damn, these fools are spitting. Damn. You know I mean? That is the... That is the deepest pull, Blue. That is the deepest pull. <laughs> right. Okay. Because that naturally leads on to my next question, which is, for you, if you're talking about three album runs in the 90s, who are your favourites? Like, which ones do you think kind of are top of the, top of the table? I think three albums? Pick three albums from the 90s? That three album runs from one artist. And the way he made me think of that is Ice Cube, because Ice Cube's run was serious. Oh, yeah. But I was thinking for you guys, do you have any? I would say RZA, man. Just RZA releasing those projects. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You can't say Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang too. You can't do the Wu, man. <laughs> oh, Too man. easy. Easy, bro. <laughs> it's easy. It's easy. You got your tribes. You got your outcasts. You got your gangsters. Yeah, gangstar for sure. Like, gangstar. Um, tribe, tribe, gangstar. Yeah, me and Blue were trying to, we were having this discussion, tribe versus gangstar. Oof. Why would yeah, you do it to yourselves? Super tough yeah. one. I, I had to yeah. go with Blue went with Gangstar. Okay. <laughs> so if you're doing if you're going Gangstar then, if you can only have three album run, are you cutting off Moment of Truth or are you cutting off Step in the Arena? Which one gets into that run for you? Um I would have to cut off Step into the Wait, Step into the Arena is a three, right? I was thinking Moment of Truth. To, There's Moment of Truth as well, isn't there? Moment of Truth, hard to earn and uh, hard to earn daily operation. Oh no, daily operation. Mm. Huh, yeah. Mm, yeah, I will have to cut off uh, up into the arena. I know Exile cut off my foot for that, but Moment of Truth is my point. Okay. Yeah, I would go daily. I would go step into the arena, daily operation, and uh, hard to earn. A man after my own feelings, although Moment of Truth is still one of my favorite albums. I know. I don't know why I'm doing this, but I am. So there we go. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, before we finish up then, man, we're doing... This is 
controversial stuff right here, man. I know. I, I, and I, I made a whole series of it, my man. I made a whole series yeah. of trying to figure out which one was the best. What, what, what are you, tribe or gangstar, bro? Where are we going with this? I'm the host, so I don't have to answer these questions, right? I'm pitching these. Oh, so, no, no, I've got to go tribe. I've got to go tribe because oh, I've got to go tribe because I love Primo and he was wilding out. If I could have Jeru the Damager in there somewhere, the Jeru albums, I might flip. Yeah, yeah. But um, huh. I think one thing that Tribe did, just like Hyro did really well, was that they flipped jazz and made it just so hard, man. It was just so, I know Gangstar yeah. did as well, but damn either way let's not Ooh. let's not let's not break up here let's all try to get on uh, i was i was gonna say then a lot of love for Wu on here as well any slept on wu-tang bangers like wu-tang clan tracks could be any affiliate or solo project that you just don't have to be 90s but just tracks that you think deserve more love because we've got like a playlist of slept on wu-tang bangers and like cobra clutches on there and you oh, know black knights the black knights the west coast wu-tang right black yeah, knights yeah. i don't think i've even heard this black knights i'm writing black this down knights doc doom and holocaust okay war cloud this was after rizza's first album remember rizza's first single holocaust off, yeah. his, off the bobby digital album mm -hmm. that was uh one of the members of black knights is named holocaust he's the first mc on the song right i feel you okay I mean, look, I'm learning here. Education right here. I love this. Exile, have you got any? Have you got any woo bangers that you think? Uh, Brooklyn Zoo Part 2. Protect your, was it Protect Your Neck Part 2 on the ODB album? Yeah, I think it was. I think it was. That one's crazy, bro. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Any love for Brooklyn Zoo, I'm here for that. <laughs> and oh, yeah. So... And, and then another thing we're doing, a, we're going through all of the catalogs of the solo projects. So we're going through ghosts at the moment, right? So I have to ask you guys who don't show a lot of bling, but you've got your style. I'll say to XL earlier, hat game is on point, blue, the glasses, hair always looks, you know, on point. If you could yeah. have any ghost face swag and you could rock it, what would you have? You've got choices like four finger rings, the wallabies, the pelican. Oh, come on, not the man, pelican, the, the pelican. Eagle. The eagle. The eagle, yeah. It, imagine the it was eagle, a pelican. Bro. <laughs> the <laughs> eagle. Wonder Woman eagle. Yeah. Are you rocking that at a wedding, job interview, or a funeral? That's another one. I'm I rocking think. that. I'm rocking that with the mink. <laughs> That's every day. <laughs> Just waking up like that. <laughs> Exile, have you got any man? Yep. Yeah, I'm going with the uh, with the mink, mm -hmm. but uh with nothing on underneath, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go out. <laughs> Flash, be the ghost face flasher. <laughs> I, you guys provide a lot of dope imagery in your music. That's some imagery I'm not sure I needed as much, but now I have it. <laughs> now I have Take it. This, bro. <laughs> oh, Man was caught at the beach just flashing in Ghostface attire. We'll know who it is. <laughs> Man, thank you guys for just a bit, well, humoring me on those. Uh, I've got many more, but I'm not going to go into them weird rabbit holes. But man, thank you so much for the music. That's the one thing. You guys have been around for so long. Sometimes, you know, just want to, well, you've released the whole album on it, you know, give you your flowers. You know, you're getting them, man. So when you come to the UK next, absolutely, we'll be there. Are you, is there any plans for that? Any Anything going on at the moment, touring or? Oh, uh, yeah, we're looking at, Europe and UK and probably in 22. Yeah. Nice. Early 22. Nice. Anywhere you look forward to going? We're in the future, man. <laughs> Is there any places you look forward to in particular when you go to Europe? London, London, man. London bro. Yeah. Yeah. In uh, London, Paris, France. South yeah. What do you miss about London the most? 
with fish. The, the <laughs> London breakfast, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the beans, the mushrooms. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm having one of them tomorrow. You get some the fresh breakfast. fish out there, man. Yeah, we've got good fish, I have to say. Get the right restaurant, yeah. got good fish. Look at this, touching on all the milestones, man. Love this. Fish and chips, everything. So before we do go, ask everyone the same question. What is the last great piece of music you heard? Could be old, could be new, just the last great piece. The Horseman album. Oh, nice. Cannabis. Flame. Corrupt. Corrupt. Priest. Razzcast. Priest, yep. Good shout, good shout. Exile's like meditating on his, so I'm really looking forward to what it is. Oh, I think he might have dropped off. Oh, what? Yeah, he's frozen right there. Yeah, I thought he was really <laughs> thinking about his track. I was like, wow, X is like in. Uh, this question's like fucked him up a little bit. Um, <laughs> Blue, it's been it's been emotional, man. And hopefully, hopefully we'll see you again soon. Anything you guys need for us to push, man, get your people to hit us up. So yeah, man, all good. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thanks, thank you man. Yourself, it's, man. It's good to meet you, man. You too, man. You too. Yo, yo. So there you go. Exile dropped out. It looked like he was really meditating on that whole answer and it just fucked up his whole feed. So yes, he didn't say goodbye, but man, what a wicked chat. It flew for me. I hope you guys enjoyed it too. And yes, next up, we're going to have more great content coming for you guys. Keep an eye on Crate808.com. Check out the newsletter, subscribe to that, and you'll get just, you know, all the updates there. And yeah, just Spread the word, spread the love, tell your mum, tell your dad, tell your sisters, tell your brothers, you know, go tell your mother, go tell your sister, Dal, still in my head, still in my head. But yes, anyway, take it easy. Peace out. Boom. <laughs>